We'd like to welcome you to our teaching for January 13th for 2013. And this study is entitled Transhumanism, Vaccinations, the Flu Epidemic, and Proactive Health Measures. Okay, so we're taking a week off of what we've been discussing for the last couple weeks regarding the whole gun control issue. I put out a pretty massive email newsletter this week regarding that. So if you want to know more about what's going on with that, make sure you reference that newsletter. Just It's just too voluminous to even possibly cover, and there's other subjects that um, need to be addressed as well beyond that. So uh, this week we're going to be talking... We're going to be kind of moving in a different direction here. The first report is entitled, Here Comes the Beast. The U.S. National Intelligence Council now says humans will become superhuman cyborgs over the next two decades, function wirelessly via machine integration and biometric hand scanning. So a nice little lighthearted report here. And we have a picture of a guy with a, <clears throat> appears to be some type of neural interface built into his back. And some scientist guy, plugging into that, and that seems to be a common theme um, with a lot of the ways that they're portraying this transhumanism, cyborg, um, half-human, half-machine that Hollywood seems to be portraying, uh, where you're actually, you know, what they refer to as post-human. It's um, a upgraded version of humanity, even though it's actually downgraded. So, the article starts off by saying, every four or five years, the futurists at the National Intelligence Council take a stab at forecasting what the globe will look like two decades from now. The idea is to give some long-term strategic guidance to the folks shaping America's security and economic policies. On Monday, the Council released the newest findings, Global Trends 2030. The council says the link between man and machine is about to get cyborg-like. As replacement limb technology advances, people may choose to enhance their physical selves as they do with cosmetic surgery today. So, the way they're initially approaching this is from this humanitarian, oh, we're going to do limb replacement. I saw one picture of three guys with cyborg-like arms, and they had, had their arms obviously... I don't know if they were in an accident or what had happened, but they were using these cyborg arms, you know, in replacement of their real arms. And um, this is how they're always going to portray it initially. But then they're going to actually get into more along the lines of what they call neural implants, where they're actually implanting things that control, you know, brain function or supposedly enhance brain function, enhance this or enhance that. And um, playing God, essentially, is what we're talking about here. So the future retinal eye implants could enable night vision, and neuroenhancements could provide superior memory recall, or speed of thought, the council writes. Brain medicine interfaces could provide superhuman abilities, enhancing strength and and speed. Uh, Now, you've heard about probably some of the research that, or the things that have been talked about with these super soldiers that they've got, uh, with creating... Soldiers that have these enhanced physical capabilities and are just absolute, total, um, not only physically enhanced, but mentally, they're killing machines. Essentially, they have no conscience at all about killing. There's no, you don't have to worry about the conscience aspect entering in. These are uh, demon-infested automaton-type robots, which what 
these types of madmen would, would uh, envision the future being, as far as future armies. Uh, there was a show not too long ago with uh, that conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura. I saw it online, and you know they went in and they were talking about how for years and decades they've done research where they're combining human DNA and animal DNA, and they've admitted to a lot of this stuff. And for decades they've known about you know these creatures that they refer to as humanzies, human and uh, ape. Combined, I was actually humanzy in a former life. I don't like to admit that very much, but, you know, we all have our crosses to bear. So anyway, a little humor there. But, you know, they've got these things, and <laughs> they're behind closed doors, and they're not... There's, there's so much that is behind closed doors from a technological standpoint, from a defilement of humanity standpoint, from a satanic standpoint, that we're not even aware of. And there's going to come a day when a lot of this stuff is going to be debuted. Not for humanity's benefit, but for its destruction, for the fear that it will bring on people. A lot of things that are coming in the future that we don't have a clue about, where people are going to absolutely, totally, let's just say lukewarm Christians, lose their faith very, very quickly, if they had any at all, because they're going to be so scared out of their minds regarding what's coming. And I've talked a ton about this over the years, you know, with the whole, um, as it was in the days of Noah, social would be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man, and anything going on Noah's day, fallen angels, uh, intermarrying, or having procreating with women, human women, and creating a race of Nephilim or giants. And that same defilement of the human DNA, which was the main thrust of Genesis 6, is going on today on, I believe, many more levels than it was going on in Noah's day. Because I just don't think that they had maybe the extent of like the GMO thing that's going on right now, where they're genetically modifying these plants, and they're genetically modifying the fish, and they're genetically modifying everything. They're just trying to find any possible way to defile God's creation. Humans, animals, plants, you name it. The environment, the skies, the ground, the air, the water, the food, everything. The vaccination issues. I think that there's far more going on in today's day and age from a technological standpoint than was probably going on in Noah's day. In Noah's day, it was probably more, way more in your face. Just like, okay, here, we're here. You know, there are these giants, they're, you know, basically taking over. The Bible says that, it, you know, it got to the point where man's mind was only thinking of evil things continually, essentially, in Noah's day. They had really infiltrated. It was a demonic infestation of humanity, and also at a physical level with the actual um, combining of fallen angelic DNA with human DNA, creating this race of giants, got so bad that God had to destroy the whole earth with the flood, save eight people, and just the undefiled animals that were on the ark. And this is why, I mean, they had defiled the animals everything. That's why they had to take the undefiled animals and put them on the ark. So, I'm not saying every single person, or, or I, there's no way to know that unless God revealed it, but pretty much everything was defiled. <laughs> uh, I think it's a pretty uh, safe assumption. So, we're going back to that, and that's what this is about. This is just one other aspect of the defilement of humanity at every level, satanically, that Satan can figure out. This whole transhumanism thing. So, um, going forward here, it says, and if the machines can't be embedded into the person, the person may embed himself in the robot. 
Augmented reality systems can provide enhanced experiences of real-world situations. Combined with advances in robotics, avatars could provide feedback in the form of sensors providing touch and smell, as well as oral and visual information to the operator. That's like the whole holographic game reality that they're bringing to like the video game world and they've had for a long time. We're kind of going down that road there. Um, now, I'm going to talk about a commercial that I saw from Verizon. A listener emailed this to me about the droid DNA, hyperintelligence, okay? And, but before that, because I'm trying to segue properly in this teaching, I, I had another email from a listener from Renee, and she said, uh, Dr. Johnson, I was listening to Coast to Coast last month. Coast to Coast is with George Nor. He's got the, from a listener audience standpoint, the number one, uh, talk show, I believe, on the planet, essentially. He's got more listeners. Uh, I was listening to Coast to Coast last month, and there was a guest on who stated that he created an Android phone application that facilitates you performing necromancy from your Android phone. Okay? Your Android phone. Android. What's an Android? Essentially, like a, like a, a robot that appears as a human and may even have, who knows, human DNA at some level. You know, uh, so it's called the Android phone. Um, and so you can perform necromancy. What's necromancy? It's talking to the dead. The Bible forbids it. It's witchcraft. Now, remember, I've done many, many teachings that the coming one world religion, the essence of the coming one world religion is going to be witchcraft. The backbone of it is going to be witchcraft. You look at the people that are the highest level elite. You look at Satan. You look at his fallen angels. You look at his demons and devils. The most direct way you could interact with a devil or demon is not going to a Presbyterian church and sitting through some lukewarm sermon. No, the most direct way is to actually perform witchcraft, to actually conjure spirits, to actually communicate with them directly. I've done a whole teaching entitled Witchcraft, the Coming One World Religion, and, and I've actually, I'm providing you a, li- a link here to... Um, what I did is I just did a keyword search for witchcraft on the on my website, the contendingfortruth.com, and I gave you the link to that, and you, you see, you're going to see all the teachings I've done, or most of them that I've done, dedicated on witchcraft. So I'll give you the link here. But this phone application facilitates you performing necromancy from your Android phone. He stated that he's used it himself, and it works. Remember, the devil will meet you at your need. Okay. You get a Ouija board out and you try to communicate with devils and demons. He's going to meet you there. You're opening that door. You know, you open the door for the devil, the devil will come in. You know, I mean, unless God just miraculously protects you because of your ignorance. But this is why the Bible says that we can be destroyed for lack of knowledge, according to Hosea 4.6. And that we're not to be ignorant of Satan's devices. Why? Lest he get an advantage of us. 2 Corinthians 2.11. Most people are totally ignorant of Satan's devices because they haven't really gotten any, or very little, if any, education in the 501c3 corporate church system. They've gotten very little because these are not things that the church wants to talk about because it would affect their tithes and would, they might be ostracized, they might be labeled, and it's not as pleasant to hear about that than you know God being portrayed as the big guy in the sky or the heavenly bellhop, which is you know typical for a lot of churches. Not all, but a lot. But these are the things that 
I mean, Jesus said, if it were possible, during this time we're living in, in Matthew 24, it says, if it were possible, they, the false prophets, and a lot of other false teachers and these types of things, they shall deceive the very elect. So you, you can never get to the point where you think, I know it all, I've got it all figured out, you can't tell me anything. And I interact with a lot of people online that I do believe or kind of think they fall into that category. <laughs> you can't tell them a thing, you know, because they know it all. Okay, that's great. I'm happy for you. Uh, but this is the very time on the planet, you know, in, in the history of recorded mankind where there's going to be more deception. The Bible says in Daniel, it says, that many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. Okay, and this is the and it was referring to this time when when the when the books uh, it, it says talks to Daniel about sealing up, you know, the books I believe regarding the end times, and then it says and many shall run to and fro, and knowledge shall increase. It also says in Amos that many shall run to and fro seeking the words of God, but they shall not find them. Why? Because there's so many false Bible versions that are tainted that have been corrupted, that have been leavened. A little leaven leaveneth a whole lump. You know, Jesus Christ said, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees, which is their doctrine. Bad doctrine. Bad biblical doctrine that's not biblical. So that's what we need to be on the lookout for. I mean, it's all over. It's, it's in the Bible. All these warnings everywhere. And this is just further evidence of that, like this thing that we're talking about now. So it says... This guy says he stated he used it himself and it works, this necromancy program. He did a historical time progression of necromancy from the Greeks staring into a pool of water. Now, they also went to the Oracle of Delphi and, you know, got their, uh, got their prophecies from the Oracle of Delphi. And, I mean, wasn't she, like, high or something? I'm trying to, I'm, she, I'm sure, pretty sure they got, they, they got on all these mind-altering drugs or whatever of the time. And when you get on this mind-altering drugs, it allows the spirits to enter in and communicate with you. This is why witchcraft will typically require you to be in an altered state of inebriation or high or on whatever drugs because it opens up the doorways. It's, it's another way, path to communication. You know, marijuana would fall into that as well. Anything that's going to alter mind function. So, um, the Greeks were staring into a pool of water to people staring into a mirror to the Android app he just created. And that's a very dangerous thing for you to just stand there, stare into a mirror, particularly in the dark, and then you can literally start conjuring spirits doing that. That whole thing they do with the Bloody Mary thing, staring into a mirror. Please don't think there's no validity to that. Because again, like I said, if you open that door, the devil will meet you at your need. Even though you don't want it, it's not stuff you want to mess around with. I don't mess around with this stuff at all. Okay, I rebuke it, I'll expose it, but I don't mess around with it. And we don't need to be doing that either. But anyway, I guess you, you, you're staring into the phone. Um, it's similar to staring into a mirror, staring into water, but it's this Android application they just created. This really means your phone can literally be demonically possessed now. So... We're going to see more and more of this, and we're going to see more and more of this integrated with smartphones, because that's, that's the direction. Now, eventually, they're going to say, just like the Mark of the Beast, just like you carrying your license, and they're going to say, you know what, you can lose your license. Or with your smartphone, you know what, you can lose your smartphone. And who wants to type on that little thing all day long? Why don't we just put this neural implant in you, and you can literally interact 
with like something similar to a smartphone, but in your brain, you you literally have. They've actually got it now where you can, where you can have a, a computer uh, screen in your eye vision gate. They've got that already. I've talked about that. So they're going to integrate that into some type of neural implant where you're literally doing everything you could do on your smartphone, but it's in a neural implant. And you're doing it in your head. You don't have to worry about typing. You can actually think it out, and those and these thoughts will appear, and then you can interact in that particular way. Probably do everything. It's going to get to the point where you can do everything you can do on your smartphone in your head. Okay, Mark of the Beast. Well, okay, here's your license. You can lose your license. Well, we need to go to a national ID card, which they haven't done yet. They've been trying for a long time. Yeah, but you can lose your national ID card. Listen, just come and take this mark, take this microchip in your right hand or in your forehead, and you'll be able to do all your interactions, you'll be able to do, and it's going to be a like a computer chip like this that will alter brain function, they'll probably be able to remotely kill you with it if you get out of line. Um, you will not ever be able to go to heaven if you take it, the Bible's very, very clear on that. If, if you take it, you're, you will be cast into a lake of fire, there's no going back, there's no second chance, there's no, well, I didn't really mean it, don't believe the Left Behind series, or whatever, telling you that garbage. So, that's what the essence of the Mark of the Beast is going to be like. I believe they're going to have, the, they already probably do have the technology where they can implant something like that, and it's going to act like this ultimate neural demonic implant. You know, and you're going to be showing your allegiance to the beast, you won't be able to buy, sell, or trade without it, that type of thing. So, we're, it's all moving in that direction. And I said, yes, Satan wants to indoctrinate the whole world into high-level witchcraft, and this is just further evidence of that. See my teachings on the subject here, and I give you the link to the teachings I've done on witchcraft. Now, next um, thing from my listener named Jimmy. It says, watch the Verizon commercial Droid DNA Hyperintelligence. So now we've got the droid, we've got the android. Of course, is that is that is the droid the same thing as the android? It probably is. Okay. Droid like Android. It says, hey, Dr. Johnson, you got to see this commercial if you haven't already. Do you think this could be what the whole smartphone phenomenon could be about? Upgrading humans. Now, this, this just segues so perfectly into everything that I just said. I'm going to play this audio, but you can go up and, li- and actually watch the commercial because you're not going to appreciate this if you just listen. You need to see what they're doing. And look at the first picture in this PDF to this teaching for um, January thirteenth, two thousand thirteen, where they have the guy, this this big, like, conduit in the guy's back that the, this guy's plugging something into. It's like the Matrix where they plug that thing into the back of your neck. They keep telegraphing that. Literally, that is going to be the way it is literally going to be. And what was the Matrix? Wasn't it like this virtual reality? holographic universe that you lived in, essentially, that you were literally plugged into. This is the way they ultimately want to get humanity, where they're in this really non-reality, of course it appears as a reality, dream zone, where you can go in and you know live your life, essentially. Uh, so, it's saying here, do you think this could be what the whole smartphone phenomenon is about, upgrading humans? I think God did a good enough job when he created us. You always say it's all about our DNA. Again, what was it all about in Noah's day? Corrupting our DNA. That's why, the, the, that's why Satan was like, yeah, you, you angels, you want to go down and procreate with women? Go for it. 
He wanted to corrupt our DNA. Why? Because if he corrupted all of humanity's DNA, the promise of Jesus Christ that was literally predicted all the way back in Genesis 3 about when it said when he was pronouncing judgment, God was pronouncing judgment on Eve, you know, he was saying, okay, this is going to be the consequence of you eating of this tree of good and evil. And then it said um, regarding that, well, let me just read that. Okay, so just so I make sure I get this. And, and the Lord God, now this is when God was pronouncing judgment on what had just happened, when sin had literally entered in to, you know, humanity as we know it, as, which began with Adam and Eve. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, Because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all the cattle, and above every beast of the field, upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity, and that mean, word means like war, between thee, the serpent, and the woman, and between thy seed, the serpent's seed, okay, and that's not Eve having sex with the devil, okay, that's so easy to debunk, it's not even funny, okay, I've already done a whole teaching on that, just key in serpent seed in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, that came from Branham, William Branham, who I could do a probably a five-hour study exposing him. So please be really careful where what doctrine you're following. You have to understand, where does it come from? Would you ever come to that conclusion on your own reading the Bible that Eve had sex? I would have never, ever come to that conclusion that Eve had sex with Satan and produced uh, uh, a Cain who was the serpent seed. Okay? Um, that's pretty easy to debunk anyway. Um, anyway, let's go for here. It says, between thy seed, I'll put enmity between the woman and between thy seed, the serpent seed, and her seed, meaning the human, the seed of the human woman, okay? Now, thy seed, what would be considered thy seed? Well, Genesis 6 would be a great example. Fallen angels coming down, procreating with women, bringing forth a race of what was termed in the Hebrew, Nephilim, or they refer to as giants. The word Nephilim means fallen ones, okay? You see a lot of that in Hollywood, half-human. I just talked about that last week. I've done whole teachings on the Nephilim, on Genesis 6, just key Nephilim in the keyword search box, uh, contendingfortruth.com if you want to know more about that. So, he said there's, he's going to put enmity to be between the seed of the woman and the seed of the serpent. Okay? Uh, it shall bruise thy head, um, and thou shall bruise his heel. It shall bruising thy head is a, is a prophecy of Jesus Christ coming and bruising his head, literally, through the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, through through what Jesus Christ did on the cross, um, taking the keys away from Satan. Okay, so Satan knew this, and Satan didn't want to get his head bruised. So he figured, well, haven't got my head bruised yet. What if I wipe out all of humanity in Genesis six? What if I defile them all with these giants? Hmm. There's no way I'm going to get my head bruised because there's no going to be there's going to be no more human seed that can bruise my head. See how simple this is? It's so simple. Um, not, I'm not saying that like in an arrogant way. I'm just saying, biblically speaking, isn't it cool that it's so simple? I think it's neat. And so that's why Genesis six happened. And here is Jesus Christ saying, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Right before Jesus Christ is going to return, which we're, we're you know, literally in that time period, whether you believe pre-trib, mid-trib, or post-trib. <laughs> if you look at it on a timeline, you understand what I'm saying? It's, it's we're at the very end. 
end times, current events. So we should be expecting this defilement of the human DNA just like it was in, um, in Noah's day. Now, I did that teaching on the serpent seed, but here's one very easy verse to debunk it. If you just go to, to Genesis 4, it says, And Adam knew his wife. It didn't say Satan knew his wife. It said Adam. It said, And Adam knew his wife, and she conceived. It's very clear here that Adam knew his wife, meaning that they, you know, he cleaved unto his wife. We all know what that means. And she conceived... And bear Cain. It does not say Satan knew Eve and she conceived and bore Cain. It said Adam did. And bear Cain. And said, and so, and Eve said, here's, here's a double confirmation. I have gotten a man, not a half Nephilim serpent man. No, she said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. Just because Cain turned out to be evil doesn't mean that he wasn't fully human. I don't, this is the thing. This, this one verse totally debunks serpent seed. Totally. Okay? So, even though Cain was of, of you know, he was a wicked person, he was, he was human. Okay? He wasn't a humanzy. He was human. He wasn't part serpent, part, no. So, anyway, um, that totally debunks the whole serpent seed theory. Because they say, well, when Cain was born, then because he was half serpent, then he went on and he had his own little little uh, serpent seed race and that and there. Listen, I got no problem with, with humanity being defiled. All you got to do is look at Genesis 6. And then it said that um, in regarding Genesis 6, it talks about that. Well, here, let me just read that one as well. All right, so then we have in Genesis 6. Okay. Um, after the sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, they chose them, took them wise all that they chose. Going to verse 4, and there were giants in the earth in those days. This was the byproduct of these of this, this demonic evil union. It says, and there were giants in the earth in those days and also after that. After. Even though God had wiped them all out, in Genesis 6, there were more. There were probably more that fell after Genesis 6. I mean, if a third of the angels fell with Satan, that doesn't mean they all fell and all did this. They, when, when you took this step, it was, it was like the deluxe step of falling. These angels are even chained in a specific compartment of hell. The Bible talks about in Jude that if you look and you translate that, it's a special compartment of hell called Tartarus. It's actually derived from that word in the Greek. So these are, these are angels that are literally chained in hell to that day. The ones that actually did this. But I believe more fell after Genesis 6 because that would be about the only thing that would explain more giants appearing. Had to have some more angels falling. And where do we have proof of that? Well, when the uh, Jews tried to go in the promised land and there were giants and we were but grasshoppers in their sight, well, there you go. And then all the kings they talk about, Og of Bashan and how gigantic these things were. Okay, So again, as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be in the days of the coming of the Son of Man. Anyway, so this commercial here, it, it goes on to say, well, this commercial shows a smartphone actually changing a guy's DNA. <laughs> it's called the Verizon Droid DNA. So let's go ahead and play this little commercial here. Droid. 
Okay, so the first thing we see is the, the droid phone, and we see a guy getting into a chair, and he's getting hooked up with all these devices. Okay, he's in some type of experimental role here, and it's very futuristic, and they've got the droid phone, and they're hooking him up to all the stuff. Okay, so then he literally puts on this thing that goes over his chest, and they plug the phone into his chest. Just like in the first picture I show, where they're plugging this thing into the guy's back. Just like the Matrix, where they're plugging it into his neck. Literally, we're going to have these, they want us to have these neural interfaces that literally change us, change our DNA. And so, now we go further. Okay, so it's a droid DNA augmentation initiated. So it's augmenting our DNA. What is that word? It's changing. It's, in their eyes, enhancing. It's augmenting our DNA. And now they go into the guy's body and you see like red blood cells and all these cells. And they're being literally changed inside us. And it shows the, the, the double-stranded, double-helix DNA. It shows it, and it's funny, it's turning black. It's like a one color, and then now it's turning all black and like, like um, electronic-y. I know that's not a word, but anyway, it's, it's literally changing it like that. And he's becoming the superhuman enhanced robot android dude. So, brain upgrade to a quad-core processor. Again. Introducing droid DNA by HTC. It's not an upgrade to your phone. It's an upgrade to yourself. So, I mean, you know, it doesn't get much more flagrant than that. Okay? Okay, so, moving on. Um... I have another comment. Yes, the transhumanists want all humans to have neural implants to take us to the next level of our supposed evolution. Okay, now this all hooks in with Darwin here. Okay, because remember, we, we all evolved from a rock billions and gazillions of years ago, according to Darwin, after the Big Bang happened. And the rain rained on the rocks and formed the two-cell maybe lightning hit it and we slithered out of the primordial sludge and eventually became all these other things, pulled down man and whatever man, and um, humanity, and then to the point where we're at now. This is where we're at in this stage of evolution. It takes a whole lot more faith to believe that than the Bible, I'll tell you that. Okay, so now, what's the next thing here? What's holding humanity back? Well, we need to take our next step in our next evolutionary leap. And the fallen angels are going to come and appear as these ascended masters, as the awaited saviors of humanity, they're going to make their big appearance sometime in the very near future and basically say, listen, we created you. We created your religions. You've messed everything up, particularly Christianity. And we're going to help you take this next evolutionary step. We're going to straighten you out. You're actually our little science project we created millions and billions of years ago, also known as the ancient astronaut theory. Just key an astronaut in the keyword search box if you want to know more about that. It's, what's actually, it's what actually intelligent design is based on. It's not based on, well, no, intelligent design said God created us. No, they're not telling you what God created you. <laughs> you need to really research intelligent design to know what it really comes from. It's not about the God of the Bible. It's not. Okay, so it can, the word intelligent in the keyword search box, you can find it. I've done a whole teaching on it, uh, revealing what it really is. So this is where... It's all heading. It's so obvious. It screams that this is where we're heading. Okay? 
And these ascended masters, these whatever, are going to appear when humanity is at its darkest, most likely on the heels of World War III. The Bible says the Antichrist is going to come as a man of peace. Okay. And they're going to do all kinds of signs and wonders, lying signs and miracles, and, and all of these things in order to convince humanity that they're the real deal. Follow us. We have the answers. We can solve your problems. Just follow us. Worship the beast. And the Bible says that, the, that they will deceive the whole world through their miracles, lying signs, and wonders, essentially. I mean, that's how the whole world's going to be deceived. And it's going to be a combination with this kind of stuff, too. They are saying that we need to take this next evolutionary step, bringing us out of what they term as the Age of Pisces, which was dominated by uh, who they refer to as Master Jesus, into the Age of Aquarius, which will be, you know, according to the, the, the United Nations, according to World Goodwill, according to high-level Luciferians that have been predicting this, Madame Blavatsky, Alice Bailey, Benjamin Krem, it will be a character named Maitreya that will help us take this next evolutionary step. Whether he's the Antichrist or not, I don't know. But I've done tons of teachings on him, and I think he's a pretty good candidate. I'm not being dogmatic, um, but I'm just saying, I think he's going to play a part in it with this whole Ascended Master garbage, and they're going to come right in conjunction with the whole UFO thing. Thousands of UFO sightings every year. Thousands, thousands, and thousands, and they're increasing all the time. That's a whole other thing. Key and UFO. You want to know more about that? It, there's just so many facets to this. I'll try to surmise it in a particular teaching. There's no way I can do it. I guess that's why I've got, like, I don't know, six, seven hundred, however many teachings, I mean, parts of teachings, I don't even know. But just to try to keep up with this all and cover it all, it, it, it's quite a proposition. So, the transhumanists want all humans to have neural implants to take us to the next level of our supposed evolution, making us what they term as, quote, post-human. See my teachings on that here. Now, I just keyed in DNA, in the keyword search box at contendingfortruth.com, and there's a whole bunch of teachings I've done. One of the main ones was entitled Transhumanism, um, Vaccinations, DNA, and Corrupting the Seed of Mankind. Transhumanism advocate Natasha Vita Moore, she's got all these degrees, states, quote, A transhuman is a human in transition. We are transhuman to the extent that we seek to become post-human and take action to prepare for a post human future. She goes on to state, whether it is the shingles or the flu, now how, how are we getting off of shingles or flu here? Okay, Whether it is the shingles or flu, the proactive development of molecular agents such as nanorobots, what's that? That is a robot so small they can inject it into your bloodstream and it can go in there and perform things. Injectable nanorobots have been around for a long time. Hitachi Years ago, I mean, this was like probably 10 years ago at this point, has admitted to having nanochip, uh, ejectable nanorobots that in the form of like dust. It's that small. They can go in there and literally, I mean, <laughs> who knows what they can do. I'm sure they can do all kind of nefarious things. And I'm sure that's probably what they'll primarily be used for. But they'll say, oh, no, 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 these are just going to be used to enhance your DNA. Just like the DNA was changing on the droid commercial that we just listened to, but you can watch it. That's what the injectable nanorobots will, will do. And again, it's going to change you. This is why I would never say, 
at this point, you've got to be super careful what you let get injected into your body. They've already got this technology. You take a vaccination, you don't know what they're putting into you. These are the most wicked, evil people. These are literally Luciferian Satanists that have dedicated their lives. I'm not talking lower level people in the companies that would do this, the medical pharma cartel. But I'm talking the higher level. Yes, they all are. There is benefit to serving Satan. I mean, Satan said to, to Jesus, you know, bow down and worship me. I'll give you all these kingdoms and stuff. Well, Jesus Christ obviously didn't do that, but a lot of other people will sell their soul for you know, a morsel of bread or a bowl of pottage, you know, like Esau did, and they're going <laughs> to they're gonna do whatever it takes to serve Satan. So, whether it is... Now, this is a quote from this lady. This is this transhumanism nut job, Natasha Vitamore. You talk about creepy. I mean, this woman is... She looks literally like she's she's part android. I've seen pictures of her. She literally looks like she's already taken that next evolutionary step, just not quite admitting it all yet. But she says, whether it is shingles of the flu, the proactive development of molecular agents, such as nanorobots, to combat these and other protagonist viruses, is the right thing to do. What, according to you, Satan? And then she goes on to say, building a strong defense through nanomedicine Nanomedicine, yeah. To combat viruses is a worthy undertaking. So understand, where is the gateway? Where is the true gateway for the transhumanism thing? Not everybody's going to line up to, to receive their neural implant. Not yet. What is a gateway where they can make this appear as palatable, good, worthy medicine? Medical medicine. Oh no, this is for your benefit. No, no, no. It's not going to affect you in any way, shape, or form. It's going to enhance you. This, this has nothing to do with you being a Christian. Don't believe that. I don't know on a spiritual level what it's doing to you, but it sure can't be good. If you're post-human, Jesus Christ didn't come here to save half-human, half-robots. He came for to save humanity. To pay that Sin debt for humanity, not for this, not for some half human, half android thing. Okay, so I'm just saying it's a very dangerous thing we're talking about here. A lot of people are going to end up in hell in the lake of fire because they gave into this stuff. Now I know I'm not. I don't want to turn this into okay. Well, it makes you unsaved or whatever. I don't know what's happening on a spiritual level. If you, if you go through with this. But, you know, <laughs> you need to stay away from it. Period. Okay? It's a no-brainer. Stay away from this stuff. Warn other people about it because it is evil. Christian author Sharon Gilbert states, Transhumanism is known as the H-plus movement and envisions a higher life form surpassing Homo sapiens in favor of Homo sapiens 2.0. You know how like when they upgrade something, it's now it's, it was 1.0, now it's 2.0, okay? A bioengineered construct that fuses man's original genome, our original DNA template, with animal and or synthetic DNA. What was that Prometheus show all about? Same deal. Basically that, you know, from what I can remember, that one scene I saw where that fallen angel thing, nasty 
thing had come down and literally poured out, had it, it, uh, drank this stuff and then like disintegrated into the water. And his DNA template started to reform with things that were in the water that eventually created us. There are there are creators, and they were pure wickedness, pure wickedness, evil. That's what that is. What the ancient astronaut theory is that these aliens, these benevolent uh, alien creators, came millions of years ago, and, and essentially, you know, and think about that too. In Prometheus, oh, he sacrificed himself for humanity. Oh, Satan sacrificed himself to, to create humanity. And the DNA just so happened to combine in such a way where it ended up making, ultimately, man. Yeah, that happened through evolution. It's all tied together. Okay, so, it's fusing this whole, this whole transhumanism thing, fuses man's original ge- genome with animal. Okay, we've already talked about that, the humanity, all this other garbage they're trying to do. These chimeric creatures... What was that show Splice about? Half human, half whatever. Okay? Huge thing in Hollywood right now they're trying to shove down our throats to get us acclimated to that. So fusing man's original genome with animal and or synthetic DNA. It doesn't matter. As long as they're defiling our DNA. That's the important part. And what better vehicle to do it than with vaccination? Something you're injecting right into the bloodstream. What about eating it? Yeah, when you eat something, it gets dissolved in the stomach acid in your stomach. Okay? It's different when you inject it straight into the bloodstream, how it's going to affect your DNA. Okay? We can eat meat, and that doesn't make us a cow. We can eat a chicken, that doesn't make us a chicken. Okay? But when you inject it right into the bloodstream, you're bypassing all all these other mechanisms that the body would normally have to deal with it. And that is how you can directly affect DNA on a very adverse level. For decades, laboratories have created chimeric combinations of animal, plant, and even human DNA. Under the guise of medical research, the stated goal is to better man's lot by curing disease, but this benign mask hides an inner sardonic, like an evil, grin that follows an ancient blueprint to blend God's human creation with the seed of fallen angels. Genesis 6 all over. And the whole, you shall be as gods. That's going to be one of the carrots they give us. And that's the whole main carrot that these fallen angels and these devils and these demons and these coming ascended masters and that the UFO abductee victims and people of that nature are going to get saying, listen, we can make it all better. Humanity's really messed up. You shall be as gods as us, but you have to take this next evolutionary step, and, and there's going to be some sacrifices. You know, you got to make. There's going to be things you got to do, and you know. Then she goes on to say, "A warn of a day when true humans may unknowingly receive, unknowingly receive transhuman instructions via an implant or injection. What if they've already injected you full of microchips, microchip dust?" Now, could God protect you? Yeah. But, again, this is why we can be destroyed for lack of knowledge. This is why, you know, we've got to be real careful what we're, what we're letting them do to us. They're trying to kill us every possible way they can. Chemtrailing us like cockroaches constantly. Loading the water system with fluoride, chlorine, and all other kinds of ungodly chemicals. Doing the same thing to the food. Genetically modifying the food so it's not even food, it's frankenfood. Doing all this garbage to us with these drugs that, that people get hooked on into the medical uh, profession. 
I mean, there's, they're trying to kill us in so many different ways. This would just be one other way they could really, really go after us, go after our DNA, defile us, and create a situation like Genesis 6 where the whole world was basically defiled. Their DNA. I know that God always preserves a remnant. But this is their goal. Just like it was in Genesis 6. So, humans may unknowingly receive. Well, I just went and got my flu shot. Yeah, you might have unknowingly received something. Huh. Do you think you can trust them? You think you can trust the pharma medical cartel? which literally has its roots in Nazi Germany, and I've proven that, and I'm going to go ahead and prove it again today, yeah, we can trust them. They're good guys. They're good guys. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with emergen- like emergency medicine to save a life. I'm talking about drugging your body to help, just totally relying on the medical system for your health. You, you better really take a second look at that. A seemingly innocuous vaccine or identification chip can initiate intracellular DNA changes. Remember what it just said? A seemingly innocuous vaccine. They're not going to come out announcing this stuff. Hey, guess what, guys? We've gotten this vaccine. It's just loaded with microchips, DNA, or microchip uh, injectable nanorobots. And you know what? You're gonna. You're never going to be the same after you get this injection. You're just going to feel a little different. You, you're going to really feel a little different. It's a little. It's a human Homo sapiens 2.0. Here's your upgrade, buddy. So, a seemingly innocuous vaccine or identification chip, and then now we get into the mark of the beast, can initiate intracellular DNA changes. Not only in their own body cells, but also in the germline cells, such as the ova and sperm. The former alters the recipient only. So if it just changes your body, it just changes you, your DNA. But the latter, meaning the ova and the sperm, alters the recipient's doomed descendants as well. Doomed. Why? They're not fully human anymore. Their DNA has been augmented, like it said in the droid commercial. You're not fully human. Jesus Christ didn't come to save half human, half whatever. Now your offspring can't get saved either. Well, wasn't that the way it was in Noah's day? Yeah, they were defiling the whole, all humanity. So much so that God had to wipe the whole world out with a flood. That's how bad it got. So it's already happened once. And the Bible predicts it's going to happen again. Now, he's not going to destroy the world with the flood. Okay? I'm just saying, this is what Satan's goal is, though. If he had his druthers, if he had his way, this is what... He'd go right back to Genesis 6. So, I thought that was a good segue, jumping off point, to get into the whole flu epidemic that we're under right now. To have a very unique perspective to look at, okay, what's this whole flu epidemic thing going on right now? Well, let's look at it. If you're not aware of it, I'm going to bring you up to speed there. This is from CNN. It's entitled Flu, It's an Epidemic, and It's Spreading. The flu is spreading fiercely across the United States, with more than 40 states reporting widespread activity in what, in what one of the nation's leading health officials is calling an epidemic. Uh, if you look at the charts for the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention put out on their website, it has clearly gone above that threshold. It's gone above the threshold of an epidemic. So we are into what would be classically described as a flu epidemic, and it's still on the uptick, meaning it's still getting worse. Said Dr. Anthony Fauci, director of the National Institutes of Allergy and Infectious 
diseases at the National Institutes of Health. The season has started earlier and the cases are more severe than last year, health officials say. The latest Centers for Disease Control and Prevention Flu Advisory Report, which covers the week of December and this just came out, but it's December 23rd to 29th, so it's a lot worse now, suggests that 41 states have widespread influenza activity, which was an increase of 31 states from the previous week alone. The CDC will issue an update on the flu situation Friday. The vaccination is the main recommendation being given by the mainstream medical community. When you click on these stories, there'll be a little link there that says, like, basically, how, how to prevent it or what to do about it. And it's it's always vaccination, primary thing. Oh yeah, wash your hands and, and don't expose and don't be around other people that are sick. No nutrients, no nothing, no, no It's like it's like our immune systems are just so stupid. It just has to have this wonderful innocuous vaccine, and we don't even know what's in it. Oh, we know a lot of bad stuff from what they admit to, but what else might they be putting in there? When that swine flu, H1N1 swine flu thing came out that I did all those studies on, and I give you the link to those studies if you want to go back and refresh that, they admitted in one of the reports that they had the technology and it would be very easy to put a microchip at the end of the needle at the end of quality control and nobody would even know about it. And these are very small microchips. And this isn't even the microchip dust. This is probably a microchip that can get a whole lot more done. Now, I'm not saying they're doing that right now, but I'm saying, <laughs> considering the source and these, the, the, the satanic agenda afoot, and how wicked and evil these pharma cartel companies are that has been documented over and over again, that have literally their roots in Nazi Germany and the Auschwitz death camps, considering all of that, are you going to trust them? I mean... <laughs> Talk about Russian roulette. So going further here, again, vaccination is basically the main recommendation as far as being proactive. Here's another report. Tents set up for flu victims. In response to the early start of flu season, the Lehigh Valley Hospital at Cedar Crest had to open an emergency tents outside their hospital. And it shows the tents outside the hospital. To care for the increased number of people with flu-like symptoms. So, I mean, they got like little tent cities outside there. Here's a, there's a picture of one. Uh, next report. Chicago hospitals turn away ambulances. Illinois Department of Public Health spokesperson Melanie Arnold said that almost 150 people have been admitted to intensive care units with the flu this season and six have died. Eight Chicago area hospitals were turning away ambulances Monday night as they dealt with the flood of patients with flu-like symptoms. U.S. health officials say the strain of influenza virus going around this year has been linked to more hospital emissions and deaths. So, again, there you go again with um, pretty, pretty bad stuff that we're dealing with here. I mean, they're turning away ambulances. Here's Big Brother propaganda. Here's the link that I found on more than one site when they start talking about the flu thing, it'll have this little link said, flu spike, here's how to stop it. The, and you open that up, literally you can click on this link right here, and it shows a person, and all you're seeing is their shoulder and a, and a hand with a needle getting ready to plunge into it. They're getting vaccinated. Here's how to stop it. 
first image you see, this big, huge thing of a person getting vaccinated. And that's the last thing on the planet you should be doing. And we're going to prove that 100%. I mean, if you want to get the flu, get the flu shot. And who knows what else other bonus things you might be getting, as we discussed earlier and as we will continue to discuss. Corrupt officials and MDs are urging Americans to get flu vaccinations with the start of what could be a particularly bad season. Um... Um, we were at the uh, library the other day, and I saw that show Contagion. I always wanted to see that, because I like to know, like I watched that one show a long time ago, Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman. And so, I got that DVD, and I, I watched it, and what a brilliant propaganda piece it was. I mean, it was garbage, but they were really, really, really subtle, and really, really uh, evil in the way that it all was presented. And essentially, they want you to buy at the very end that this bat um, pooped into this pig cage. The pig, I think, ate the poop and then became infected with this hybrid retro whatever virus. Now, these are viruses that typically will only naturally occur uh, or, or they only can be created in a laboratory setting after all kinds of tweaking and things of this nature. Okay. And then this pig was eaten, and then the first one, who I think was Gwyneth Paltrow, she got it. She, she shook the chef, his hand, and he was the guy that butchered the pig, shook his hand. She ended up infecting a whole bunch of people, and then she came and brought it home to America. And the whole show is about that. And all of the, a lot of it was true regarding what they're going to do, martial law, pandemic, lockdown. I think it was rather mild. And how they literally, ultimately portrayed the way it would be. But there was one guy in the show that supposedly said, hey, this is a cure. And he's like, they're, they're withholding this cure from you. And it's, I think it was a homeopathic remedy because they mentioned that it was a homeopathic. But the weird thing about it was is the people at one scene were like in a pharmacy trying to get it. And that didn't make sense to me at all. Okay, But this stuff was, I don't even remember what it was called. And he supposedly had contracted this stuff, which was basically like a death sentence if you got it. A lot of people were immune, but if you did get it, it was like pretty much a death sentence. You were not going to live, okay? And it showed him, and he looked real sick, and then he took this stuff, and he, it was this tincture, and he put it in there. And he says, oh, if you, if you don't hear from me tomorrow, then you'll know that it didn't work. Well, then he comes back, and he's totally cured. Well, it turns out by the end, and you think that this is really the case, it turns out by the end he was just scamming everybody for the money. For the money. So he was this, the, the, the medical and the vaccination and, and all the pharma are portrayed as these wonderful knights in shining armor that will literally give their own lives. The one lady actually injected herself with a vaccine that was experimental, in order to test it because there was no more time and she was willing to give her own life. And, and it worked. And so she was like the, you know, Florence Nightingale, knight in shining armor, comes and develops this wonderful vaccination cure. Of course, it's got to be a vaccine. And ultimately, his thing, his natural way, was a total bogus fake. He was only in it for the money. And he ended up killing a whole bunch of people, like, into the, who, who knows, maybe millions or thousands, because he had millions and thousands of followers at that point, because he was giving them bad advice. 
And the reality is, it's it's all the opposite. They're in it for the money. They're in it for the control. The vaccine companies are the evil, wicked people that are creating all of this garbage. And the medical pharma cartel. And I've proven that over and over again. I mean, it did a 14-city tour in 2006. The only place that sells the DVD is the Prophecy Club that I know of right now. It's not even on YouTube anymore. They took it down. But it's Avion Flu Killer of Millions. Go to the Prophecy Club website and you can still buy it if you want. I also do have the, the, uh, that it online, but you're just seeing a PowerPoint presentation. And, and the actual um, one I did in 06, I mean, you're seeing me talk. The other one, you're hearing me talk, but you're just seeing PowerPoints. But the ones I have online, which I do give you the links for a little bit later, it is more updated than the one I did in 06. But I mean, this is the same garbage. They're just rehashing it over and over and over again, trying to brainwash people into thinking that the medical pharma cartel is this wonderful knight in shining armor, and they're our only hope. And ultimately, in this show, the vaccine was the only hope to save humanity. And it's the exact opposite of what they're portraying. I totally proved that the 1918-1919 Spanish flu epidemic was totally caused from the vaccines. Multiple eyewitness accounts of people that said men that were hale and hearty one day were literally dead from what appeared to be the black death the next day after they took the vaccinations. At least 50 million people killed worldwide. And probably that you could double or triple the figure because people were so scared they were just burying the bodies in mounds and in just they weren't keeping accurate records. So they've already done this once. Okay? And... Again, this is the only remedy that they're presenting here for this flu. So, next report. No room in hospitals. Uh, this is from Chicago. Emergency rooms at Chicago area hospitals are so packed with flu patients, ambulances carrying patients are being diverted to other hospitals. Six area hospitals were on bypass Tuesday evening. That means the affected hospitals are asking ambulances to take patients elsewhere if they can do so safely. Next report. Um, the southern part of Minnesota is described as the epicenter of the flu outbreak this year. Later... This week, hospitals and clinics will announce visitor restrictions to help stop the spread. And some have already taken action in hard-hit areas like Mankato and New Ulm. Dr. Joan Kravaka, medical director at New Ulm Medical Center, says the numbers are staggering. They're seeing more people with the flu now than they did at the height of the H1N1 scam outbreak in 2009. And that's the one I did all those teachings on. I provide you the link to those. Just key in swine if you want to, at contendingfortruth.com, you'll find them. And this was to prevent the spread of flu. Hospitals in this part of the state have implemented visitor restrictions. Okay, and I, don't, I don't have any problem with visitor restrictions. I have the problem with the vaccination. Next report. CDC estimates over 200,000 will be hospitalized in 2013 due to the... Now, this current flu is H3N2. The outbreak or the one that we heard about with the bird flu in 2006, 2005, was H5N1. The swine flu was H1N1. So they're different variations, is the whole point here. Okay, so um, it shows this map of America, and it shows all the states where we've got a high amount of flu. And again, I think it's 41 states. Every state right now, at least on this map, but Idaho was at from either high, moderate, low, or minimal. 
Idaho, I guess, I don't know. It said it didn't have, in, it had in, insufficient data for Idaho. So it's pretty much what they term as an epidemic at this point. Now, next report. Global flu pandemic inevitable, expert warns. A new global flu pandemic within the next couple of years is inevitable. One prominent flu vaccine manufacturer says, oh, he's a vaccine manufacturer. Okay, so AKA Satan. Okay, so he's saying it's inevitable. Uh, the the um, person that put this out says, can they get any more blatant? See for the see the V for Vendetta subplot if you want to know what happens when a tyrannical government conspires with a pharma terrorist to create a worldwide pandemic. Uh, and then it goes back to the main report. Joseph Kim, head of in, Inovio Pharmaceuticals, which is currently working on a universal flu vaccine, that would protect against the spread of most strains of the virus. A universal, right? Says the world is due for a massive bird flu outbreak that could be much deadlier than the 2009 swine flu pandemic. A bird flu. Hmm. Bird flu. Last year, Round Fortier, a Dutch flu researcher, genetically modified a strain of the H5N1 so that it was transmissible between ferrets, which are often used to test human-to-human transmissibility. H5N1? Yeah, that's what I talked about in 06. That's the traditional avian bird flu. That at the time had a 56% kill rate if you contracted it. Okay? But it's good this Dutch flu researcher genetically modified the strain of H5N1 so that it was transmissible. Now they know it's basically transmissible from human-to-human. So at least we know that they've got the strain. See, that was the problem at the time is that you had to have a direct contact with the bird in order to actually get it. And that's why there was a lot of outbreaks in the Orient, because they have a lot of contact directly with birds there. I mean, literally, they like have them as pets up until the time that they get on the dinner table, a lot of times. Okay, So they were d- directly contract, uh, contacting the birds, H5N1. But see, at the time, it hadn't really got to the point where, okay, Billy Bob interacts with a bird, gets the H5N1, and then he goes and interacts with his wife and gives it to her. That human-to-human transmissibility hadn't, it was a little bit, but not really hadn't got there. What they were waiting for was the genetic mutation that would occur, like in the show Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman, where it shows when it finally goes airborne. When it shows the guy in the, in the movie theater, and he's there, and all of a sudden, his little bo- his body had made this transformation where now this virus was transmissible via the air. Not direct contact, air. And it shows him coughing, and his cough and the air and the droplets go out of his mouth, and it shows the droplets going, and then it shows another person like inhaling them then that person gets it. When it goes transmissible by air, that's when things get really, really bad. That's when you see the pandemic go nuts. Okay, Airborne. Not direct human-to-human, airborne. Now, that can only happen through... Typically, it's not going to occur in nature. Okay, They're going to create it in a lab, just like this guy admitted to, the Dutch flu researcher. So, the, the strain's already been created. Oh, it's terrible. It just got out. Well, now they can blame it on the Dutch when it happens. That's why they let that information get out. Why on God's green earth would you create this that's transmissible human to human, knowing that that could wipe out, you know, at least half of humanity, if not more? 
Well, I mean, they got to depopulate the world somehow. I mean, isn't that what the first commandment in the Georgia Guidestones are? The Ten Commandments in the New World Order? Reduce world population to 500 million? Well, it sure it is. Well, they got to kill us off somehow. There's too many of us to police right now. Satan comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He wants to kill a ton of humanity. And there's way too many of us right now for them to properly go out and, you know, they're going to have a mess trying to disarm America alone with as many people, as many gun owners as they got. But if they release a nice big pandemic, and I've been saying this for year, years, it's the ultimate, I believe, the perfect vehicle to institute martial law and, and mass disarmament because they can say, listen, we got the cure. You're sick. What are you going to do? Fight? You know what? We got the cure. Just come in, turn in your guns. We'll give you the vaccine. Everybody's happy. Mission accomplished. At the same time, the people that are, that are getting the vaccinations are still going to die. They're going to get your guns. And now we're under martial law and half the planet's gone. I'm not saying it's going to play out that way, but wouldn't that be the most ideal way from a satanic standpoint? Do you know how much less resistance they would have if they had a pandemic going on like they did in 1918, 1919? Sick people are not going to like, okay, you know, let's go and fight. You know, let's go and they're not going to want to do that. They're going to be sick or dying. It may be a binary agent where they chemtrail us with this stuff. It makes you sick, but not sick to the point of dying. But sick to the point of being able to go to the local Walgreens or local hospital and say, hey, I'm sick, I need that vaccination. And then the binary agent, like they portray in these Batman shows, it's not just the one thing, it's the combination. You get the vaccine, you've already inhaled the chemtrails. No, now you're dead. And it's probably not going to kill you as you walk out to the parking lot and give you a few three or four days. Oh, we didn't get the vaccine any in time. <laughs> I can see this a mile away, the potential for this. There's, there's, no, there's no greater way to, to take over the planet than I think this. Because a sick population is incredibly easy to control. A healthy population, a robust population, a well-armed population is their worst nightmare. And now we've got all this gun control stuff and we're right in the middle of flu season. I'm not saying it's going to happen this year. I'm saying I've been saying since 06 that this is an eventuality I do believe will happen, that they have predicted will happen. The handwriting is totally on the wall. Just be prayed up and, and, and understand the devices of Satan, lest he get an advantage of you. Don't be destroyed for lack of knowledge. So going further here, um, now this is about the guy, that the Dutch researcher that, that benevolently genetically modified the H5N1. So it was transmissible, basically, between humans. At the time, this Dutch researcher said that he had created probably one of the most dangerous viruses you can make. That was a quote from him. That's great. Now, why would he do that? You know, that's the sarcastic reply. Paul Keem, a geneticist with the U.S. National Science Advisory Board for Biosecurity, echoed that sentiment and said, quote, I can't think of another pathogenic organism that is as scary as this one. This is H5N1. This is the traditional avian bird flu that I've been talking about for years. And he, then he said, I don't think anthrax is as scary at all compared to this. Now, just so you know, I'm going to post here, and I posted my 16-part teaching on YouTube entitled, Avian Flu Pandemics, What to Expect and How to Prepare. 
you've never watched it, you might want to avail yourself to this information. Because I really give you the big picture here. I don't just focus in on avian flu. I, I focus in on what is the global satanic goal here that is undisputable, well-documented, and just really in your face. So I'm just going to read the, the, the um, basically this, the description of this teaching. And now remember, I did this in 06, so it's a little dated. In recent years, the specter of avian bird flu has been hanging over mankind like a sharp sword. Experts have repeatedly stepped to the news microphone to warn that human deaths could reach into the hundreds of millions of people worldwide. A death carried by birds in their global migratory patterns. A TV show entitled Fatal Contact even aired, depicting so many fatalities that their bodies were carried away in dump trucks. When this show aired back in May of 2006, I was actually on a 14-city tour of America entitled Avion Flu, Killer of Millions. I remember I was in Lansing, Michigan that night that it aired. I I, I really wanted to see it, but I had to give my speech, which I really had a fun time in Lansing. Anyway, this teaching was an updated version of that presentation. In other words, the teaching I'm posting here. The teaching covers so much more than avian flu and can be used as an ice-breaking education tool for both saved and unsaved who may not understand these issues. I endeavored to present the big picture with this presentation and to point people to our only hope in any calamity, Jesus Christ. There have been numerous confirmations that the Avion uh, bird flu pandemic card or some other global pandemic card will be played, and in reality, it's really long overdue. See, that's why I did the study. I mean, I really believe God convicted me to do this so that in some small way, maybe this bought us some more time. I put a pretty, I tried to put as big of spotlight on it as I could, and others were out there doing it too, and others have done it since. I did that when the swine flu thing came out in 09. Did all kinds of studies on it. So that we have more time to prepare. More time, hopefully, for people to get saved and these types of things. Going further, it says the topics of the study will include the proof that the Illuminati telegraphs their punches prior to cataclysmic events, why the avian bird flu is the perfect vehicle for world depopulation, what the globalist elite are planning for Americans, why the avian bird flu could be a repeat of the Spanish flu of 1918-1919 that killed millions, and also talking about vaccinations and injectable microchips regarding the avian flu. I was talking about this back then. Uh, also, kill rates, food shortages, forced vaccinations, Project BioShield, and quarantines. I will also extensively cover proactive steps that you can take to protect your family and yourself. Now, I give you... The play all link to play all 16. There's also one up there. I give you the link on that's all in one. It's like two hours and something instead of 16 parts. Um, so I give you the link there to play that. Now, uh, where are we at on time here? Oh boy. Let's go ahead and end here. And I'm going to go ahead and go to part two. I'm running out of time here. So go to part two. And um, we're six pages into the 51 page study for today. Um, so I'm unbelievably behind. But we're going to skim through a lot of the last part, so hopefully I'll be able to cover this in four. I don't know. Anyway, God bless, and we'll see you in part two. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the Internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H.com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line, 450 Conover, C-O-N-O-V-E-R, Boulevard West, number 202, 3rd Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613.
or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.